Mark chapter 12, verse 35. And the word of the Lord says, And as Jesus taught in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself in the Holy Spirit declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how is he his son? And the great throng heard him gladly. And so here at Ecclesia, in our English service, we've been walking through the book of Mark. We've been going through the book of Mark verse by verse. Aquí en Ecclesia, en nuestro servicio en inglés, hemos revisado el libro de Marcos verso por verso. This morning we are in Mark chapter 12, verse 35 through 37. Esta mañana estamos en Marcos 12, 35 a 37. We are looking at Jesus' final week in Jerusalem before he has been sentenced to death on the cross. Estamos viendo la última semana de Jesús en Jerusalén antes de que sea muerte en la cruz. Earlier in the chapter, we saw Christ taking questions from the Jewish leaders. They came to him with questions trying to trick him. They came to him with questions trying to make him look foolish. Estamos viendo aquí, vimos a Cristo respondiendo preguntas tontas de los líderes judíos. But Christ, using divine wisdom, answered each question. He was answering all comers. He left them with nothing to say. Pero Cristo, usando la sabiduría divina, respondió a cada pregunta y los dijo sin nada que decir. And as we come to our text this morning, it is Christ's turn to begin asking some questions. Al llegar a este texto, esta semana, es el tono de Cristo de comenzar a esas preguntas. As we see in verse 35, he's here teaching in the temple. This is significant. This is very significant because the temple was the religious center of Judaism. This is where all of the great teachers of the law and all of the rulers of the people were. Como vemos en el versículo 35, él está enseñando en el templo. Este es el significado porque el templo es el centro religioso del judaísmo. Aquí es donde estaban todos los grandes maestros y los gobernantes del pueblo. The question that Christ asks is, how can the scribes say that Christ is the Son of God? La pregunta que hace Cristo es, ¿cómo pueden las escribas dice que el Cristo es el Hijo de Dios? Now, as we mentioned before, the scribes were the ones who would interpret the law. And in their interpretation, the Messiah would be called the Son of God because he would come from the lineage of David. Los escultivos eran los interpretantes de la ley. Y en su interpretación, el Mesías será llamado el Hijo de David porque él viene de la línea de David. This comes from 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 through 13. I'm going to read 2 Samuel 12 through 13. And there we read this. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build his house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. So by the time we get to the days of Jesus, the Jews understood that God would send them a Messiah, that God was going to raise up a king who would reestablish the great throne of Israel. This is what the people had been waiting for all along. Para cuando llegamos a las días de Jesús, los judíos entendió que Dios va a mandar un Mesías, que Dios va a levantar un rey de Israel. They were waiting for a Christ. 
That word Christ just means anointed one. Estaban esperando un Cristo. La palabra Cristo simplemente significa ungido. This is what the Jewish people were waiting for. They were waiting for an anointed king to come and rise up and reestablish their earthly throne. They were not thinking of a heavenly kingdom. They were thinking of an earthly kingdom. Esto es lo que espera el pueblo de judío. Esperaban un rey en el trono tenerá. No estaban pensando en un reino celestial. Adding to his question in verse 36, Christ says, David himself in the Holy Spirit declared. Now this is key. In this versículo 36, Cristo dice, El mismo David en el Espíritu Santo declaró. Ahora este es clave. Before pointing the people to what David was saying in the scriptures, he wanted to remind them that whatever David said in those scriptures was from the Holy Spirit. Antes de señale la gente lo que David dijo en escrituras, él dice que todo lo que David dice era de el Espíritu Santo. And as a side note, this is a strong argument for the inerrancy of scriptures. Esto es un fuerte argumento a favor de la infalibilidad de las escrituras. That word inerrancy means that the Bible is without error. It is without fault. If Jesus is saying that the writings of David that are found in the scriptures are from the Holy Spirit, then they must be without error because God doesn't error. Esa palabra infalibilidad significa que el Biblia no tiene ningún error de culpa. Si Jesús está diciendo que de los escritos de David son del Espíritu Santo, entonces deben estar libres de error porque Dios no tiene error. He goes on to tell them what David declared, and he quotes from a passage from Psalm 110. Cristo cita un pasaje de Salmo 110. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. The Jewish people understood this verse to be God talking to the Messiah. El Señor dijo a mi Señor, siéntate a mi diesta hasta que ponga a tus enemigos debajo de tus pies. El pueblo judío entendió que este versículo era Dios hablando con el Mesías. The first Lord, God, is talking to the second Lord, Messiah, telling him to sit at my right hand. El primer Señor Dios está hablando con el segundo Señor Mesías diciéndole que se sienta a mi mano derecha. This, the right hand of any king or any lord was a position of power. It was an expression of rule. The Jews were waiting for a Messiah to come and to take his position of power. La mano derecha del rey era su posesión de poder. Y los judíos estaban esperando que venía un Mesías con un posesión de poder. But Christ reminded the people that David called the Messiah Lord. So the question that Jesus is asking is, how can the Messiah be the son of David if David calls him Lord? After all, no one calls their son Lord. Pero Cristo dice a la gente que David llamaba Señor el Mesías. Entonces, la pregunta que Jesús está haciendo es, ¿cómo puede el Mesías ser el hijo de Dios si David lo llama Señor? Porque nadie llama Señor a su hijo. Christ is trying to make them see that they had it all wrong. The Messiah, the great Messiah that you're waiting for is not an earthly king or not merely an earthly king from the lineage of David, but he is a heavenly king from God the Father. Este Mesías que está esperando no es un rey tenerado de línea de David, pero es un rey celestial de Dios el Padre. Yes, in his incarnation, he would descend from the throne of David, but in his divinity, he is from the throne of heaven. Sí, en su encarnación viene del trono de David, pero en su divinidad viene del trono del cielo. The point that Christ was making is that the Son of God is a greater distinction than the Son of David. Now, don't get me wrong. 
The fact that he is from the son of David has a great significance. It signifies that God is a covenant keeper. It signifies that God is a promise keeper and he's faithful to his promises. Cristo está haciendo es que el, el hijo de Dios es una distinción mayor que el hijo de David. The son of David was a great title, but the son of God was even a greater one. El hijo de David fue un gran título, pero el hijo de Dios fue una mayor. This Messiah that you await is not coming to reestablish your earthly throne. He's coming to establish the kingdom of God. And as the son of God, he has that right. Esta Mesías que esperabas no viene para establecer tu trono general. Viene a establecer el reino de Dios. Y como el hijo de Dios, tiene ese derecho. Let's look, uh, take a closer look at what Christ is saying here by quoting David. Now, I titled this sermon, The Victorious Son, because I want us to see that the son of David that they had been waiting for, that the Jews had been waiting for all along, was indeed a victorious king who would come and sit on the throne and who would rule over his enemies forever. What does this quote from David tell us about the son? ¿Qué nos dice este cita de David sobre el hijo? Number one, it tells us that the son is Lord. El hijo es Señor. Now, it's a little difficult for us to grasp the concept of Lord. I mean, because Lord is not a word that we use often in our daily speech. Es difícil para nosotros comprender el concepto Dios porque ese no es un término que nos usamos cada día. Now, I know some of you husbands want your wife to call you Lord, but that's not going to happen. Sé que hay unos esposos que quieren que su esposa llama Dios, pero no cuentan. Lord was a term used often in ancient times. It was used as a designation for masters. It was used as a designation for those of superior rank. A Lord was someone you obeyed. A Lord was someone who you submitted to. In Hebrew, it's the word Adon. In the Greek, it's the word Kyrios. Señor, era un termino se usaba como designación para los maestros y los rangas superior. El Señor era un alguien que obedecías y le diste tu sumisión. En Hebreo, es la palabra Adon. En el Grego, es la palabra Kyrios. And this is the title that David gives to the Messiah, the first Lord. That's a given. That is God. It is Yahweh. It is God of the Father. And David says that that Lord, this Lord, God of the Father, says to his Lord, the Messiah, to David's Lord, the Messiah. David dice que Dios el Padre le dice a Señor el Mesías. Notice that even the great king of Israel acknowledged that this Messiah is Lord. Note que David, el gran rey de Israel, reconoce este Mesías como Señor. Even the greatest king to ever sit on the throne of Israel acknowledges that he is subject to an even greater king. This Messiah is the king's Lord. El rey más grande del trono de Israel reconoce que hay un rey más grande. Esta Mesías es el Señor de los reyes. And Christ is saying, that is me. I am the Lord that your great king, that your greatest king pointed to. Y Cristo está diciendo que soy yo. Soy el Señor al que señalo su gran rey. I am the Lord that was spoken of by the Lord. I'm not just any Lord. I don't just sit on any throne. I sit on a heavenly throne. Yo el Señor a quien el Señor le hablo. No soy un Señor cualquiera. No solo me siento en un trono. Me siento en el trono celestial. And everyone who considers themselves part of the house of Israel must acknowledge me, just like their great king did. Y todos los que son parte de la casa de Israel deben reconocerme como su gran rey. If your great king acknowledges me as Lord, then guess what? All of his subjects, all of his people must acknowledge me as Lord as well. 
Si su gran rey me reconoció como su señor, entonces todos sus sabritos también deben reconocer como su señor. This must have been a scandalous thing for those to hear that day. I'm sure they weren't ready for this. I'm sure they weren't expecting this. They weren't expecting for this man, Jesus, to declare himself greater than their greatest king. But that is who Jesus was. He was king of kings. He was Lord of lords. Cristo estaba declarando que Él es el más grande de David. Él es el rey de reyes. Él es el señor de señores. Christ is saying, I'm not trying to be unclear here. I want you to understand as plain as you can. This Messiah that you have been waiting for has arrived, and he has arrived in an even greater fashion than you have imagined. Cristo está diciendo, no estoy tratando de ser confuso. Querido que lo entiendes, la más claro que puedes. Este Mesías que habías estado esperando ya llegó. Y ya llegó de una manera más grande de lo que imaginiste. Philippians 2, 9 through 11, we read this. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ has been placed above every other name. Jesucristo está arriba de cualquier otro nombre. But notice the expansion of his lordship. Note la expansión de su sonoridad. It's not that he's only Lord over the kingdom of Israel. It's not that he's only Lord over the new Israel, which is the church. But he is Lord over every knee. And he is Lord over every tongue. No es que el Señor del reino de Israel, o que solo será Señor sobre el nuevo Israel, que es la iglesia. Pero él es el Señor de todo rodillo y lengua. That means he is Lord over everybody. Él es el Señor de todos, everybody, whether young, old, white or black, wise, foolish, dead or alive, everyone will one day confess him as Lord. Un día todos confesarán que Cristo es Señor. His Lordship is not limited to the front door of the church. He is Lord over all. Su señoría no es limitado a la puerta de la iglesia. Él es Señor de todo. This is why it's kind of foolish to ask people if they've made Jesus Lord of their life. Es un poco tonto preguntar a alguien si han hecho, hecho de Jesús el Señor de tu vida. We don't make Jesus Lord of our lives. He's already Lord of our lives. He's Lord of our lives whether we acknowledge it or not. The better question is, have we submitted to Jesus as Lord of our lives? No estamos de Jesús del Señor de nuestras vidas. Él ya es Señor de nuestras vidas. Él es el Señor si nosotros reconocemos o no. La mejor pregunta es, nos hemos simitado. A Jesús como Señor de nuestras vidas. The first thing that Christ affirms by quoting David is that this son, this long-awaited Messiah, is not just any Lord, but he's the Lord. Lo primero que Cristo afirma a la cita de Javier es que el hijo, el Mesías esperado, no es un Señor cualquiera. Él es Señor de todo. Next, he affirms... Also, that the Son has power and authority. También afirma que el Hijo tiene poder y autoridad. Look again at the quote from Psalm 110. Next he says, Sit at my right hand. Siéntate a mi diestra. This is what God the Father is saying to the Son. Sit at my right hand. Esto es lo que Dios el Padre dice al Hijo. Siéntate a mi diestra. What does it mean? What does that mean to sit at the right hand of God? ¿Qué significa sentarse a la mano derecha de Dios? Well, at first, it may seem like a position of submission. 
But in fact, it's the opposite. It's a position of power. Es una posición de autoridad. In ancient times, the phrase, sit at my right hand, was figurative for a place of power. It expressed exaltation. It expressed authority. This is what the son of David carried. Not just authority given from an earthly throne, but an authority given from God. An authority given from heaven. Eso es lo que llevó el hijo de David. No solo una autoridad de la trono terrenal, pero una autoridad desde el cielo. This is what is in the name of Jesus. In his name is power and authority. Esto es lo que está en el nombre de Jesús. En su nombre está el poder y la autoridad. This is one of the reasons why we end our prayers in Jesus' name. Yes, first and foremost is because Jesus is the only way we have access to the Father. Esta es una razón de nuestras oraciones con el nombre de Cristo. But also it's because Jesus has the power and the authority to accomplish things on our behalf. See, we don't, we don't have that type of power. Jesús tiene el poder y la autoridad para hacer cosas por nosotros. Y yo no tengo eso tipo de poder. We don't have this type of power. This is the reason we pray. If we had this type of power, if we had this type of authority, then we wouldn't need to pray. No tenemos este tipo de poder, pero eso rezamos. Si tuvimos este tipo de poder y autoridad, no necesitamos orar. We pray because there are some things that are just too hard for us, some things that are too big for us, some things that are indeed impossible for us. Oramos porque hay algunas cosas muy difíciles, hay algunas cosas que son grandes para nosotros, hay algunas cosas que son imposibles. But what's hard for us is easy for him. What's big for us is small. What's impossible with men is possible with Christ. Pero que es difícil para nosotros es fácil para Cristo. Que es grande para nosotros es pequeño. Le imposible para los hombres es posible con Cristo. Why? Because he has that kind of power. He has that type of authority. That's what he has been given with his position at the right hand of God. The power and the authority to accomplish all that he wills. Él tiene ese tipo de poder. Él tiene ese tipo de autoridad. Eso vino con su posesión de la mano derecha de Dios. El poder y la autoridad para hecho todo lo que él quiera. John 17, 1. We read this, John 17, 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Again, his authority is not only over those who recognize his authority. His authority is over all. As it says here, his authority is over all flesh. And notice how far this authority extends. It extends to the giving of eternal life. Observe cuán lejos se extienda esa autoridad. Se extiende a dar vida eterna. Are you a Christian today? Have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation? Have you repented of your sins? Well, guess what? You have eternal life, and you have been given eternal life because the only one who has the right to grant eternal life has given it to you. Eres cristiano hoy, puesto su fe en Jesucristo para salvación, entonces tienes la vida eterna, porque la única persona que tiene el poder se la ha dado. And because this Jesus is sitting 
At the right hand of the Father, he has the right to give to all who come to him. Y porque este Jesús está tentando a la mano derecha del Padre, tiene el derecho a dar todos los que vienen a él. Do you remember, do you remember Joseph? Do you remember when he was given the authority by Pharaoh? ¿Te recuerdas a José? Recuerdo cuando el faraón de Egipto dio autoridad. Joseph was given the right to withhold or to give freely all who came to him and asked. People would come from all over the land to come to Joseph and ask for the grain that he had. And because of Joseph's position, because of his authority, because of his power, Joseph had the right to open or close his hand. La gente viene de todas partes del país para recibir el grano de que tenía Josef. Y él tiene derecho a obrar y sellar la mano. And what did he do when his brothers came to him? His brothers who sold him into slavery. His brothers who lied to their father that he was dead. His brothers did him evil. But how did Joseph repay them? He repaid them with good. ¿Qué hizo cuando sus hermanos vinieron a él? Sus hermanos que los vendieron como esclavo. Sus hermanos haciendo mal, pero José la pagó con el buen. Well, Jesus is the greater Joseph. Jesús es el mayor que José. Jesus carries more authority. Jesus carries more power. If Joseph was a merciful master, Christ is even more. Our sins have nailed him to the cross, but he has repaid our evil for good. Jesús tiene más autoridad y más poder. Si José fue un maestro misericordio, Cristo es más. Cristo paga nuestro malo para bien. Like Joseph, Christ has the power and the authority to give or withhold mercy. Like Joseph, he has the right to open or shut his hand, but his hand remains open to all who come to him. He freely gives mercy to all who come. How and why? Because he has the right. Como José, Cristo tiene el poder y tiene la autoridad para dar a negar misericordia. Como José, tiene derecho a abrir o cerrar la mano, pero su mano está abierta para todos los que vienen a él. Él da gracia y misericordia a todos los que vienen a él. ¿Y por qué? Porque tiene ese derecho. He was given that right when the Lord said to him, sit at my right hand. Se lo dio ese derecho cuando el Señor le dijo, siéntate a mi diestra. And lastly, Let's look at one more thing from this quote. Let's look at one more thing that Christ says here from quoting David. Y por último, veamos una cosa más de Cristo citando a David. Christ shows us that this son of David is also a conqueror. Cristo dice que este hijo de David también está un conquistador. Let's look at the last thing about the Messiah from David's quote. Mira que dice. He says, until I put your enemies under your feet. Hasta cuando ponga a tus enemigos debajo de tus pies. This is one thing that the Jewish people were waiting for. Remember, their kingdom had been destroyed. Their kingdom had been removed. It had been taken from them. And they were waiting for a Messiah. They were waiting for a, a son of David to come and restore their kingdom and finally defeat their enemies. Los judíos estaban esperando que un Mesías, el hijo de David, viene a destruir todos los enemigos. Christ is saying, That time has come. But it has not come the way you thought it would come. Cristo está diciendo que ya llegó ese momento, pero no ya llegó de la forma en que pensaba. It has come by the way of heaven. It has not come by the way of an earthly throne. It has not come by the way of an earthly power. It has come by the way of the kingdom of God, 
with the Son of God sitting on the throne. No vine por miedo de un trono y un poder terrenales. El venido por el camino del reino de Dios. Con el Hijo de Dios sentando en el trono. The Son has not come to destroy the works of Rome or Persia or Assyria or Babylon. The Son has come to destroy the works of the devil. Este hijo no ha venido a destruir las obras de Roma o Persia o Asiria o Babilonia. El hijo ha venido a destruir las obras del diablo. And what is the devil's greatest work? What was the greatest accomplishment that the devil accomplished? It was introducing sin. ¿Y cuál fue la obra más grande del diablo? Presentando el pecado. Way back in the garden, you remember, that ancient serpent came and he introduced sin to mankind. And ever since then, we have been living with the effects and under that power of sin. Esa serpenta vina tradición el pecado a la humanidad. Y hemos estado viviendo el bajo del poder de ese pecado. And Christ has come to defeat that power. He has come to crush the head of the serpent and destroy his dominion. Cristo ha venido a vencer ese poder. Y venido para establecer la cabeza de la serpenta y destruir su dominio. And everything that comes by way of sin. Fear, worry, anxiety, depression, loneliness, doubt, pain, suffering. Even death is destroyed by the power of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. El miedo, la depresión, la soledad, la duda, el lodo, el sufrimiento y también la muerte son destruidos por el poder y la resurrección de Jesucristo. Hebrews 2.14, we read this. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all things who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Amen. If the devil had the power of death, he has it no more. Si el diablo tenía el poder de la muerte, ya no le tiene. Yes, we still experience death. Yes, we still live with the effects of our fallenness, but death no longer has dominion over the believer. For those who are in Christ, death is a transition. Death is a transition from life to eternal life. Para los que están en Cristo, la muerte es una transición. La muerte es una transición de esta vida a la vida eterna. And this is made possible because Christ has come and has put his enemies under his feet. The message to those Christ was speaking to in the temple. And the message to us today is this. The Messiah has come. Cristo ha puesto a sus enemigos debajo de sus pies. Esta fue el mensaje para ellos en el tiempo. Y este es el mensaje para nosotros. Ya llegado el Mesías. And he has not come as an earthly king. He has not come to reclaim the ancient throne of Israel. He has come as Lord. He has come with power. He has come with authority. And he has come to place every enemy under his feet. No he venido con un rey general para reclamar el antiguo trono de Israel. Ha venido como el Señor. Ha venido con poder. Ha venido con autoridad. Y ha venido poner todos los enemigos debajo de sus pies. This is the call to choose. Esta es una llamada a escoger. You can believe in an earthly king, or you can believe in a heavenly one. Puedes creer en un rey general, o puedes creer en un rey celestial. You can place your faith in man, or you can place your faith in the true Lord, 
and the true king and the true Messiah, one whose throne will last forever and whose kingdom will forever stand. Puedo poner su fe en un hombre o puedo poner su fe en el verdadero Señor, en el verdadero Rey y en el verdadero Mesías. En un no trono durará para siempre. The son of David is also the son of God. And because he is the son of God, he will never be defeated. He will always be the victorious son. El hijo de David es también el hijo de Dios. Y porque él es el hijo de Dios, siempre será el hijo victorioso. Amen. Let us pray. Let us stand up and pray. Vamos a orar.